So your phones are your phones all silent? I just yeah, that. Good point. My phone is not on silent. Don't worry, no one's gonna call you. Yeah, that's true. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> he just went up on a, uh, a ramp, right? Yes, he did. Like, six can I Hello everybody and welcome to the Filipino Freethinkers Podcast. It's also a video. I'm Red. And I'm Talia. And today we're going to talk about corruption and the church. In particular, how one of the priests received money from the Napoles Fund. Allegedly. We're required to say allegedly every time. Apparently. So <laughs> let's get to it. Um, if you want to read about the details, here's a link. Or you could listen to Talia. Yes, he forgot my name right there. No, I was going to pick an adjective. Go. <laughs> okay. So what happened was, um, this, this priest, Monsieur Ramirez, apparently received about 2 million pesos and he was taken on trips by the Napolis thing. He received the money... Allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly, allegedly received the money uh, through the Napolis charity fund that was named after Janet Napolis's mother. I have no idea what her name is, so I'm not going to try. Okay. And they gave it to the church for this microfinancing thing that the church apparently has. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying it was. It's not 2.5 because 0.5 million is a gigantic thing in this situation. Okay, so the, the issue now is there, there was an article that came out that said Cardinal Tagle and two bishops came to the defense of Father Ramirez saying that he did not need to return the money as long as he was using it for good things yes but, yeah they said that they were determined it would be for divine good work or okay. something like that okay it reminds me of that one time when certain bishops and you know asked for money from the ex-president gma do we still have to say allegedly it was already uh, proven, I think. Yeah, it was a Senate hearing. Yeah, the SUV bishops. Ah. So their excuse was that the the cars would be used for divine, I suppose, yes. divine purposes as well. Because of course they they're the church, and one would assume that they use everything in their possession for divine purposes. Do you think that the Napoles money should be returned? Considering what. Tagle said in April about the Napolis thing. He said that everyone who received the money should return it. He told the politicians that yeah. it would only be just if they mm. returned it. I think that he should, you know, practice what he preaches mm. and return the money. Yes, hypocrisy. You know, holy hypocrisy, that man. Like it was it's so simple, um, in Tagle's words. He said it's so simple. Just if you uh, did something wrong, admit it and return the money. Simple as that. But in this case, you know, we know that one priest, at least, received money. But um, leading up to this, until the Louis hard drive or the affidavit happened, you know, he could have admitted receiving something from the Napolis uh, Foundation. You know, the, the name's out there. Nobody um, does not know the name Napolis. And, you know, when you receive huge sums of money, and you know, if you're going to face these people who give you the money, you know, one would assume that they went on dinners and yes. you know met each other, that they would know the name Napolis. And the association would be automatic. Ah, I received some money, I went to trips to the Holy Land because of this person, because of this person's foundation. And leading up to it, all of those months or I don't know how long since it happened, years even, 
that, that he could have admitted to the to the you know of course um, we have to start from the allegations about Napoles you know he could have already volunteered that information but I guess they were waiting for a verdict before you know returning I don't know to be fair uh, prof he's not a professor priest Ramirez father he has Ramirez father whatever <laughs> he is priest Ramirez <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Father Ramirez has retired, and I don't know if he retired before or after the Napoles thing came up. And it wasn't Tagle who personally received it, so he might not have known until now. Okay, let's look at the ethics of this. So, uh, what Cardinal Tagle said was, they did not, did not know that the money was dirty, that it came from a criminal. Is it still wrong for them to have received the money, or to rather to keep the money, now that they know that the money is dirty. Like, what do you think? I think I would have given them the benefit of the doubt if this was earlier on, mm -hmm. when they hadn't known, okay, they might not have known that it was dirty money, even if this person used to be dirt poor and now is suddenly rich enough to give them two million, just like that. Mm. But you know, they wouldn't they might not have known that, so that would have been okay. But we've known about this for so long now. And they know who gave them the money. Yeah. And you know they're pressuring the politicians to do something. Yeah. Why can't they do the same? And you know, the the priest doesn't have to give the money himself. So if the money was used not for personal gain, not for his personal reasons, but for something that the church wants to happen, then it would only be fair to assume that the church could back him up on this, could could shoulder the amount that he was given and return that. It's not as if the church is poor. Uh, we know. And here's a link to an article from way back, speaking of the billions that the CBCP has in its possession. Yes. And that's another thing that I want, I want to talk about. So in summary, uh, the church has over 30 billion. One would assume that it has appreciated, that their investment have, yes. investments have paid, paid off. You know, mm -hmm. they've invested in DPI, Ayala, you know, San Miguel, these big corporations. And they're a successful corporation, so they've already appreciated. Um, they even had investments in coal, in mining, and before. And of course, when it was discovered, they moved the the investments around, which shows that they can move it around. It's it's that liquid. I mean, if they needed money to shoulder uh, this, you know, this expense. this expense, then they could liquidate some of those uh, investments and, and pay it off. Uh, but the thing about this is, even that money, um, all of the, the details are, are on this link, you know, the, the billions that the bishops have. Um, but in summary, that money was what the Americans used to buy the Philippines from the church back then. You know, they, they paid this huge amount, which appreciated to over 30 billion now, and it's money that shouldn't belong to the church, you know. Um, I, I think they would agree that um, it was wrong to take possession of the of the Philippines, you know. It wasn't legal, it was an invasion, and um, we were under their rule, and they, just because they had the might, doesn't make them right, you know. And it's still an option, they could return that money, um, but they're not. And that brings us to, you know, the standards that we expect of the Catholic Church. Do you think that after all this, these centuries, like the church should return the money that they got from the Americans 
you know, that, that the Americans paid to, to the church back then? Honestly, at this point, not all of it should matter. There are so many times when someone took possession of something that wasn't really theirs, mm. Mindanao wasn't really part of the Philippines, mm. things like that. Yes. So I don't know if we should, should you know, attack them for this. But yeah. going back to the earlier thing with Napoles, yeah. considering that they gave this money for a microfinancing program under the church, just that money should be able to repay itself back. Right? Yeah. Not even counting all of the, the crazy amounts of money they have because they don't have to pay taxes or whatever else. All of these shields they yeah. have from having to pay things. Yeah. They have all the funds, all the resources they could ever need to pay off anything. Well, maybe they don't want to set uh, a precedent, you know, that, that, uh, that if one, once that precedent is there, that dirty money given to the church should be returned. It won't work well for them. Because, you, you know, there are a lot of corrupt politicians, allegedly, in the Philippines. <laughs> and it's safe to assume, I think, that, that these politicians also give to the church. Yes. Because, you know, you, they feel guilty, and to mitigate the guilt that they feel, they maybe go to confession or to church more often and make huge, huge donations. And when the church receives this money, like, do they prejudge the person and you're a politician, you're probably corrupt, I'm not gonna accept this money from you until this money is investigated by the NBI. I don't think they're gonna do something like that, so... They don't, and actually in that particular news article, Tagli did say that they don't have any procedures for accepting donations. They don't, they don't. And, you know, there was this Aris Rufo investigation before that allegedly <laughs> Church officials misused the donations that were supposed to be used for um, relief funds, and and there's another thing because there's no transparency. They're they're unique in the sense that donations that they receive are not accounted for. Nobody knows what these are are, are used for, and you know that has to change. You already mentioned the special status that they receive when it comes to to taxes. You know, even when they're involved in politics, even when they meddle in politics, which non-charitable tax-exempt um, institutions should not be involved in, they still have that tax-exempt status. And then they have this um, this secrecy when it comes to their to the donations that they receive. Other NGOs, or other charitable organizations, do not have that kind of uh, of secrecy. They ha they're more transparent. They're extremely transparent. Yeah. So so th there's a double standard here. Uh, and it works in in opposite ways. What I mean is, like when it comes to these things, the church has exemptions, right? Which which kind of I think to balance that, there should be a higher standard that we can expect of them. But when it comes to something like uh, what happened with Father Ramirez, when you would expect that they would readily reimburse the money that belongs to the to the taxpayers, to the people, you'd expect them to not hide behind a technicality, you know, according to to Tagore. And that just goes to show that the church, um, instead of being that that holy representative of heaven here on earth, representative of God, Jesus, they're just uh, an organization of human beings. And as such, uh, they should be treated that way. Uh, but you know, in our culture, 
as long as it's related to religion, in particular Catholicism, because other religions don't have this same status. As long as you're related to the Catholic religion, some measure of good is, you know, shines on that thing. You know, if you're a politician and you're accused of corruption, you just say, uh, the Lord will, bahala na si Lord. Like, um, the truth will come out. The, the Lord has my back on this. And, you know, that that's supposed to make you seem more good than you are. Right? But that kind of expectation, I think, is misplaced because as we can see, the, the church here has been complicit in these alleged uh, crimes. Um, back then, it was receiving the SUVs. I still think that's, that's illegal. Um, and now, it's receiving money from the police. Everywhere, they're exempted from taxes. They don't pay anywhere except, I think, Italy, which just passed that, which is funny because, you know, they have the Vatican. And even in, actually, especially in the, in the United States, they're allowed so many things. They're allowed to use certain drugs simply because of... <laughs> but they are. They're allowed exemptions for laws, for trials. They're allowed... To, they believe them simply because they're Catholic. You mean the, the church organization? Yes. So, you know, speaking of that, it's interesting that this money that was given to the church, mm -hmm. like it's really our money going to them. And there's not, I mean, they don't pay taxes yes. and they receive taxpayer money. I mean, that's just adding salt to the wood. Mm -hmm. And when I spoke about uh, the, the making the picture wider, the UN, and here's a link if you want to read up on it, recently chastised the, the Vatican for, for this global cover-up of child abuse that enabled um, child abusers, clerical child abusers, to continue with their crimes. You know, instead of reporting these priests, they were shuffled around. In fact, there's a documentary that just recently was made available online. Available online. Here's a link to it if you want to, to learn about it. And you know, that special status that the Catholic Church receives just for being the Catholic Church should be done away with. I'm, I'm not saying that they're always criminal, but they should at least be suspect. And it's often the very big crimes even, you know, this global child abuse cover-up. Um, they were allegedly, you know, laundering money for the, for the mafia even. You know, the Vatican Bank, it's only recently that they've been cleaning up their act. But before that, you know, the allegations of ties with the mafia or with criminal uh, money laundering has been there. And let's go back to the topic. Should the priest return the money that, uh, that was given to him? In my opinion, it's not even a question. They have to. They really should. Because it's not like they have any valid excuse. Or rather, if they want to maintain that moral high ground that they want to monopolize, then I think that it's just the right thing that they should do. Um, and thank you for listening to this episode, and see you next time. Yeah.